so um, I did a test in a magazine with that, and it, the whistle is what got me when that supercharger whistles and just a ridiculously fast bike. And I said to him, I said, I'm going to buy one, buy one of these for one summer. And if I don't kill myself, I'll sell it. <laughs> and that literally, I rode it that summer. It was, you know, it, listen, that bike was made for a guy 30 years younger than me. I had no business on that bike, yeah. but it was so much fun and it was so quick. And then, uh, yeah, at the end of the summer, I put it up for sale. And this kid from Utah, and I mean, you talk about the perfect bike for He's like 21 or 22. Him and his two friends drove down to my house in like this beat-up Ford Fiesta or something that literally was held together with tape. That's what was holding the bumper on. And they were at my house at like 7 in the morning on Thanksgiving Day to pick up the bike and then they were going to ride it in shifts back to Utah. <laughs> and I was like, man, this could not have gone to a better home. What's up, folks? Welcome to the Smoking Tire Podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. I love my HelloFresh. It is so delicious. The recipes they send every week, there's like over 50 possible episodes uh, to do with 70 convenience items. You know what a convenience item is? It's a quick breakfast. It's a snack. It's even a dessert, right? Stuff that's just ready to eat, right? And I love to cook. I got a brand new kitchen at my new house, but you know what I hate? Grocery shopping. I hate figuring out what to buy. And that's why HelloFresh is great because when you're choosing your uh, menu items for each week, it's almost like ordering food off like Uber Eats or something. You order a finished meal, you see what it's gonna look like, and then just the ingredients for that meal, the recipe, the ingredients, the spices, the sauces, it just shows up together, nice and fresh, packaged exactly the right, the right amount of uh, ingredients for the number of people you select in your family. And there's a whole bunch of options from vegetarian stuff, healthy stuff, the chef selects, that means that means they're not healthy. Is that that's what that means? But it means it's more rich and delicious. And HelloFresh isn't just for dinners. You can shop the HelloFresh market for quick breakfasts, wholesome snacks, even desserts. Find everything you need to satisfy your cravings without stepping foot in the grocery store or the mini mart. HelloFresh works on your schedule. The plans are flexible, and you can change your meal preferences or update your delivery day, or even change your address with just a few taps on the app. There's there's always something new on the menu, so you check every single week and get the latest and greatest recipes, and you can customize those meals further with Hello Custom by swapping proteins or sides, upgrading to choice proteins, or even adding a protein to a vegetarian meal. Never been easier to eat your way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash SmokingTire16 and use code SmokingTire16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh.com slash SmokingTire16, code SmokingTire16. That'll get you 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit for a reason. We're also brought to you in part today by Off The Record. You don't need to participate in their financial ecosystem. We all know that most tickets written are not to keep people safe on the road. It's to keep people paying into a system, whether it's the ticket itself, court costs, insurance premiums, quotas, you name it, you don't want a part of it. That's why Off The Record is here. If you get pulled over, 
For any moving violation, big or small, you got to get off the record. They pair you with a qualified attorney in the location where you got that ticket, and they will fight it on your behalf. You don't personally need to go to court. It's very affordable, especially if you use offtherecord.com slash TST as your link or code TST10 on the Off the Record app. Save 10% on all legal services through Off the Record. And if they don't get those points off your record, it is free. You don't pay. It's great. Off the Record has an amazing success rate, and they cover 97% of the drivers in America. We love Off the Record. I keep the app ready on my phone. And if I'm about to get pulled over, I am confident and calm knowing I have people ready to fight that ticket on my behalf. I don't have to stress on the side of the road. I've personally had Off the Record fight three tickets with me, and we are three, four, three, baby. I just scanned that ticket, sent them the scan didn't have to do anything else. It was so easy. So go to offtherecord.com slash TST or use code TST10 on the app. The codes, uh, both the link and the regular code in the app, are good for like years from now. They're good until 2025. So just download the app, input that code, and then you've got it ready when you need it. You don't have to think about it, but it's always going to be there for you. So thanks to Off The Record for sponsoring today's program. And of course, the Patreon, patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast, the best website in the world. If you want an ad free listening experience, you want to get the smoking tire podcast the same day it's recorded and not wait till the following Tuesday or Thursday. Do you want to submit questions for our live show? Do you want a ninth podcast, an extra show every month, more smoking tire? Then go to patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast and sign up now. It's great. We love it over there. And they that stuff keeps us going when the ads get slim. You hear me? Alrighty then, on this show, my old friend comedian Alonzo Bowden is in studio. Haven't seen him in a couple years, but the dude has been a touring monster. And not just uh, touring comedy clubs around the country, touring on his motorcycles. Whether it's a BMW GS or Honda Valkyrie, a Ducati Diavel, this dude knows his bikes. He's ridden a lot of stuff. Also loves his cars. Bit of a BMW loyalist, but uh, it's a little more of a motorcycle day than a car day with Alonzo Bowden on the Smoking Tire podcast. The fucking red button. I know you're doing well because you got your own water. Bro. All the details. Does, Got all the does details. Adam Corolla know you have your own water? <laughs> He's fucking jealous. Can I take one of these to Adam? Yeah. Hey, Adam. Dude, leave one at his studio. Oh, fuck, Adam. What's, what's going I on? I just saw him at Pebble. We were we were laughing at the uh, the Acura's bringing back the ZDX. Speaking yeah, of ahead, so of, heard, ahead of time. Yeah. But they're making it electric, right? It's electric. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're also they also put one of those dumb yoke steering wheels in the concept because yeah. apparently we don't know the reinventing the wheel joke yeah. at, at this point my favorite and most flattering thing adam ever said to me he asked me if i was going to the auction at pebble <laughs> i was like well, Just well no adam i i don't think i'll be there but i'm flattered that you think i could <laughs> i'm very honored that you think i'm the chuckle hut ain't kicking out that kind of money but i was there when he bought that uh, newman porsche 
Mm-hmm. And I saw him right afterwards. I was Which like, one? The, the yeah, right. <laughs> the the nine thirty five and it was yeah. four and a half million dollars. And I go, mm-hmm. Adam, do you have do you have four and a half million dollars? And he goes, No. You want to buy an Islero? <laughs> he sorted out though. He was racing that thing this yeah, past, no. past month. Uh, his his Newman collection is incredible. And so it's an interesting thing to really right, focus very, on, right? Very special. But he drives them. I mean, he no, vintage yeah. races all of them. So, good but it's him. like it's not. It, it's it's uh, there's it's so laser focused on the life history of one dude. Yeah. At, to the tune of like literally millions of dollars yeah. mm-hmm. in cars. Yeah. That's a fan. <laughs> that crazy. Okay. That is a real fan. Yeah. So how are you doing? You've been I'm all good, over. Man. Your uh, Instagram says you have a lot of frequent flyer miles this year. Yeah. Um, this year is back to normal, and I'm not a hundred percent happy about it um, <laughs> because you know, 2020, right? The first year of the pandemic, being home. I hadn't been home like that in 25 years. Yeah. Did you so, go stir crazy? Or no. After it? the initial, I'm never going to work again, I'm going to go broke and lose everything. Mm-hmm. Once that passed, it was like, wow, it's kind of nice. Did you like? I, uh, did you find a way to innovate your comedy? Yeah, from we home? we did. I was whether it, I don't know if it's good or bad to this day, but I was good at doing Zoom show comedy. So there was there was money to make there, and then it was the out here in Southern Cal. It was the outdoor shows, right? We were doing mm-hmm. the drive-in shows, the rooftop show, the beef beach show. It was like being an open mic. Did, mic-er you, did again. you enjoy it? The outdoor it stuff. It was, you know, it's working, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's it's not like being at the Laugh Factory on Friday night, but it's better than sitting at home, yeah. wishing you were working. Yeah. You know, some of the and guys then, I talked to were like not into the outdoor shows at all. Well, outdoors mm-hmm. is the worst place to do comedy because comedy you need the audience focused on you, and there's nothing mm-hmm. but distractions. And you have a distance between you. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a very weird way. But it's like you adapt, man. You got to work, you know. Yeah. And other states, there was still some regular work going on. Uh, obviously, Florida and Texas never <laughs> closed at all. There was no pandemic there. Yeah. But other places, they were doing what they were doing is like you couldn't buy a ticket, you had to buy a table. Uh-huh. So each table was a group of people that were either related or knew each other, and there was social distance between the tables and stuff. So there was there was work, but not a lot, but it was okay. But for me, I enjoyed being home. I enjoyed the quiet. I had never, you know, it had been so long since I did. And, and like, I realized, like, man, I got a nice house. <laughs> kind of nice. I, I just finished redoing the master bathroom. It was like, and then in twenty one, I got a dog. Like I yeah, had, you got a great Dane, right? Yeah, I had a neighbor who was a dog trainer, and she was on me right from the beginning of the pandemic. She said, "You should get a dog. You need a dog. You need to." Then she got more focused. You need a great Dane. She's a great Dane, exactly like you. Big, funny, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> so they sleep 16, 18 hours a day. Yeah. I love my dog. He Your is, dog is the awesome. greatest. That's not what that dog looks like now. No, he's a bit bigger. <laughs> a bit bigger. <laughs> he's a big fucking dog. But he is, uh, I tell everyone, he's the greatest therapist I ever had. Yeah, I did this series of pictures he's of very him growing cute. up, but oh, he's man, really he cool. Big. Dude, look at the size of his head now. That's like that, more, that's more recent, the right? The shoulder of every shirt is <laughs> covered fucked. with slob because that's how he rides. And you know what car that is? is that you know what, what car we go ride Go back, in? let's see. What do we ride in? Uh, is that a Wrangler? No. No, hang on. It's a... Uh, what the fuck? Everyone laughs at our car. What is what is that? Wait, I'm trying. I'm looking at the door frame. And like the, the step round down third door window. frame. It's not a Hummer H3, is it? No. I'm I'm a little lost. What is it? 
Oh, wait, is that a fucking mini? Countryman. It's a countryman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the, the round door, the, the top of the round door. The perfect door yeah. car. I mean, yeah. perfect dog car. I fold down the back seats, put his old bed in there, which happens to fit perfectly. Yeah. He jumps in the back and lays back there, and we just roll, and then everyone laughs. That's pretty good. Countryman's underrated. Yeah. It's not bad. way underrated. Yeah, way underrated. Um, many, I, they, again, when you talk about engineering, they get more space out of a little car. Yeah. Like you and me, no one believes it, but you and me could ride in a Mini. I had a, a 2006 and, coupe. It right. was, I was lounging. And you and me shit. wouldn't touch each other. Yeah. Like we'd be sitting in there and people like, how does that, how do you fit in there? It's like, but I don't they, know. They seem to keep getting bigger, brilliant. though. They're brilliant. Yeah, they're <laughs> getting bigger. <laughs> they the were the right gen. size 10 years ago, and now they're, yeah. they're creeping. Yeah, the next gen countryman's supposed to be big. So that's how big God he is damn, now. God damn, that dog is fucking I mean, huge. I mean, they... That picture is an odd perspective, but yeah, you look like Kareem yeah. with your, le- your yeah. legs. Are he huge. took it was a weird picture. He's a weird photographer, but he Hulk now is about one forty, one forty five. That's a big boy. Yeah, he's he's awesome though. My friend Jen got a got a Great Dane, and you know what she did with her car? She got um, a new Defender, the new mm-hmm. Land Rover Defender yeah. two door. Really? Because I'm looking at those. They're cool I'm, as fuck. Yeah. And in Europe, they have, a, like, a utility version. Mm-hmm. And you can buy as parts the the rear seat delete kit with, like, a plastic utility back. So oh, she okay. took the back seat out of the Defender and made it just a dog hauler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's got two seats in the shit. It's pretty cool, actually. It's a good, because folding those seats forward sucks anyway. Yeah. It's, it's a good Is move. It? Really nice truck, yeah. though. Yeah, Great I'm, for the city. I'm thinking about looking at one of those. I'm just afraid I'm going to buy one. You know. Oh, if, if you look at it, you're not <laughs> yeah, walking yeah, away with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, great. There's another. You're not a good casual shopper. Now, are they marking shopper? those up or no? Not anymore. Not anymore. Now you they can were. put an order in, you can get one. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, like I saw, six months, it was tough. I saw a used one uh, that I was going to look at in Van Nuys. But uh, yeah, because everyone talks about the Bronco, but the markup on the Broncos, they're insane. The Broncos are nice. We've driven a couple of them, but they're not $80,000 no. quality vehicles. I uh, somehow have become friends with the auto loan guy at my credit union. Not sure how. <laughs> Apparently we talk He calls me once a week. I don't know why. <laughs> but he was saying, he said, man, people are paying 70 and 80 grand for yeah. Broncos. And he said, they're really going to be hurt when they trade yeah. these things in yeah. and they find out like, Oh, that was a forty thousand dollar car. It's worth twenty five thousand. We're <laughs> we're sorry you paid eighty grand for it. You know that, and that's what's going to happen. People are going to get buried in two or three years, right? Paying over for a car that they will build and sell as many as they possibly can as quickly as they can do it is just fucking dumb. I mean, yeah, it's one it's, thing if it's a GT three RS or something, but if it's imagine paying that much over for a Wrangler. If you, well, thing. they did when that, what was it, the truck came out, when the Jeep oh, the, truck yeah, the came gladiator. out? the Gladiator. The yeah. Gladiator, people paid for that. You know, if you have the money and you want to be the first guy on the block to have one, that's okay. But once that's worn off, or if you're borrowing the money to and you have to borrow an extra ten grand, yeah. then it doesn't make sense. It's not that I haven't the Z, the done things Z. with, I, not that I haven't done vehicle things that don't make sense. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying... But if you but have to take a one. loan out to be that guy, oof, yeah. God help you. Yeah. There's the the new Nissan Z. 
they're marking them up by fifty thousand dollars for a fucking Z. Yeah. I mean, it's like a hundred percent over. The the great thing about that is there is no way I'm going to fit in it. So I don't <laughs> yeah. even. You know, there's certain cars. It it's like, yeah, they ain't, I ain't got to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, the the what is it? The Lexus LC five hundred. Oh yeah. I wish that had six inches more legroom. You that's can't a, fit in that. That's a big car with a small interior. I fit in yes, it okay, but you're a little bigger than me. Right? But I yeah. thought you, I thought you'd fit in it all right. It's no, a lovely car. I mean, I could sit in it, but not comfortably. You know, it's not like a, a BMW of six, which is now an eight again, <laughs> getting into BMW numbers. But, but it's such a fantastic car, and it's like, why didn't you make it bigger? Like, why why isn't the interior have more room? Um, I think part of it had to do with the fact that they made a hybrid version where the battery pack goes behind the seats. Hmm. I think. Yeah, but I agree with you. It should be big. It's a big car. Yeah, like not like Porsche inside. did it right when that new guy took over Porsche and he was like six six and mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, I need to Piek. fit." Yeah, I want to fit every seat in every car. It made sense because now you had this whole market of athletes and that couldn't buy nine elevens, or they bought a nine eleven and like mm-hmm. me, and you're looking left and right at your knees. Yeah, you know. <laughs> And, and I mean, they added, what, four or five inches of legroom, and it just made it such a different car. Yeah, they're, they're like great cars for tall people now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Panamera, the nine, too. The back seat of a Panamera is like totally yeah. okay for a Yeah, the back seat of a Panamera is like limo. Yeah, because right? he, he wanted to be able to fit back there. He said, don't even bother. Or you can get the, the China... The China extended yeah. wheelbase executive <laughs> edition with some fucking dragon inlays and shit. And it's like a fucking real limo back mm. there. Um, but, uh, all right, so your credit union guy is your, is your homie right now. Yeah. What is what is in the Bowdoin stable right now? The, the, uh, the countryman the country, for the dog? I'm, I'm all BMW right now. 100%? 100% BMW. It is, That's right. It is somehow... <laughs> It has somehow gravitated to that, not intentionally. You were always BMW heavy. I've always loved Beamers. You know, it's like people are either, I think, Mercedes or Beamer, Mm -hmm. and I've always been Beamer. And then I love Porsches, but whenever I get a 911 after about a year, I'm like, I don't want to put luggage in a seat. You know, like it's not useful although they you know i had a um 930 that's that's the one that got away that's the the only car i truly regret having sold i had an 88 930 oh, those are yeah it was a five speed too? awesome yeah five, the guy the had five converted speed it. ones are like the guy had converted it he oh, okay. put the g50 g50 transmission in and he put in the smaller turbo so it would spin oh. up faster oh, and you cool. get less lag it was just but it was a hard car I mean, it was hard. Like, the suspension was, you'd feel every pebble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back with the air-cooled ones, the air conditioning was like, okay, crank up horrible. the air conditioning, then roll down the windows because yeah, yeah. it doesn't work with the shit. <laughs> and, it, so. and, by the way, it kills the throttle response. <laughs> yeah. I had air conditioning so, in my 911. I never used it. It was terrible. Yeah. It was, a, you know, so, I mean, at the time, like, it was also before they were worth a fortune. Yeah. It was when they were just, it was a nice used It was 35, car. 40 grand right. for the and longest that, time. So, I sold it. And you know, and then I was like, man, I wish I had kept. But anyway, so the so Porsches, I'm always tempted to buy a Porsche, you know. Uh, so I've got the M5 is the car, the the Countryman is the daily driver and dog car. Then I've got the um, Megamoto, which you saw outside. That thing, Zach, you got to check out this bike outside. It's the HP2 uh, Supermoto. Yeah, it's called the Megamoto. Oh, that's which, the technical name? Yeah, the technical oh, I thought name. that was your, no. your slang name no, for it. No, it's okay, called cool. the HP2 Megamoto. I've it's got cool the, as fuck. I think it just cost me a lot of money. I think I have to find. <laughs> I have to call Iconic and find one of those. 
I'll tell you that story in a minute. The K1600 Grand America, which is a big touring bike. Oh, a big bike, touring bike. Which I, I absolutely love. The BMW six-cylinder engine is great. I always say and, someone should put one of those in a car. Um, like a little Miata or something. You know, what it, what, you know, I asked about that with the Goldwing, because the Goldwing was a great motor. I said, why don't they put it in the Civic? And they're like, the transmissions won't handle the weight of a car. Oh, oh That's yeah. what the limit is. So mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they're better than their small car engines. <laughs> like the, the, the 1600 motorcycle engine makes more power than the two-liter car yeah, engine. Yeah, 1.6 you know? liter, six inline yeah, six. Like now we're fucking power. talking. Crazy. Yeah. So I've got And that. what is that red line at? Um, will it go, will it go it? to like 8500? Yeah, well, yeah, high. Something like that. Yeah. Then I've got the... Um, that's the... Yeah, yeah that's the, the Megamoto. That's that the thing Megamoto. is real cool. And then I've got the um, the R18 Cruiser. Mm-hmm. And I just got the K1200R, which was just really, you know, I need to stay off Iconic. Like, you, you know, Iconic is one of those, you're on there late <laughs> at night. It's a dangerous, like, hey, let me throw in a bid. Oh, shit, I won. <laughs> I bought it? Damn, now I got this thing. So that's what that's what happened with that. I like so, those guys. They have one of my bikes right now. They're, they're great guys. They're I, bought great. A, uh, I bought a CX500 Turbo, oh. which is a oh, wonky-ass yeah. yeah. bike from the 80s. That was the one that, that was when they were testing turbos, but they couldn't figure it out for motorcycles. There was yeah. a big turbo lag, and yeah. they were really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a good bike. No, but, but it's a unique. I bought yeah. it to park it in the lobby down here, because it says turbo like mm-hmm. all over. Right. Like, this is cool as fuck. <laughs> and I got it for pennies. I got it for nothing. Yeah, because they they didn't. They didn't sell, yeah. and they they were like they needed maintenance and stuff. They weren't. There was a there was a crazy purchase right there. What the fuck is that? That was fat a Harley boy? Fat Boy. That's like the Terminator Two with, Fat Boy, yeah, isn't it? With a supercharger on it. What? So what? The guy, <laughs> oh, is that sideways yeah. mounted? No, the supercharger was just sat next to the engine. That big silver. No, thing. like vertically, like yeah, vertical yeah, next to the it. engine. Mm-hmm. That is fucking yeah. crazy. I've never seen anything like that. So, Who makes that? Uh, I don't remember who made this, the supercharger, but <laughs> Pro Italia had it. You know, I did a bunch of business. I, I bought a bunch of bikes with them, and Bill was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. And this, this was when my buddies and I, we were all getting old, so we were giving up our sports bikes uh-huh. and going into cruisers and naked bikes and stuff. I said, you know, how much you want? He gave me a good price. I'll buy it. And I took it to my guys, and I said, hey, man, let's – put a fat rear tire on it, right? They have that Harley kit where you put like a 240 rear tire on it. So I said, let's do that because the engine was so wide with the supercharger, right? Then they're like, well, you know, we put the, the tire kit on and we got to paint the fender. And we think as long as we paint the fender, it's like, you want to paint the whole bike? They're like, yeah, we figure we should. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So they're, so they're like, well, you know, we painted the bike and now we notice like, the wheels, because you see the aluminum disc wheels, uh-huh. they don't really match yeah. the supercharged. So we want to polish the wheels. To I said, so this is going to be an AIP so, custom. They yeah. were like, yeah, pretty much. Can, and I was like, just go ahead. So do what while you you're in do. there. This is a so great I, upsell. I, yeah. I don't know if you have the picture of when it was done. They built this really cool Harley custom out of it. Well, so when the supercharger and, is on... The right side of the motor. Mm-hmm. Does it affect the weight balance of the bike? No, man. It's an old Harley Fat Boy. You don't worry about weight balance. <laughs> Harley Fat Boy. Well, you don't you handle. know you know about dynamics yeah, and I shit. Know. So do no, you notice? It, because it's not because at its best a Fat Boy doesn't handle. Yeah. Okay. Like it's not it's not that bike. Let's see. Uh, let's see. 
there, there may not be a picture of it completed because I literally had it for three days and <laughs> oh, I told them sell it. <laughs> I, didn't, really? I just didn't like the ride. It, it rode really bad. In that first mm. photo, does it have no rear suspension? It's a hard tail it, bike? It's a, it's a, they call it a soft tail. It has two small shocks hidden okay. under the engine. Oh, okay. It has like two so inches of So it's like a frame rear. that like rotates. Yeah, it has oh, okay, like two yeah. inches of travel. Yeah. Anyway, it, so if you back up, I'll tell you the story. See that? What, what? Yeah, okay, you leaning so over my, on a Ducati. That was my 1098. Yeah. Uh, awesome bike, doing a track day. Might have been the day that picture was taken. I high-sided it. Ooh. Uh, broke my wrist. Oh, yeah, I remember broke that. Broke up the plastic on the bike. My buddy, uh, Nick, down in Florida, who's a bike builder, calls me. What are you doing with the bike? I was like, thanks for asking about me, Nick. <laughs> I'm He's fine, like, thanks. Yeah, he was like, I, just what's you, what are you doing with the bike? So I said... I don't know. Let's, he said, let's make a Street Fighter. Send it to me. Ooh. So I sent it to him down in Florida. And then if you go to the next one, that was me unloading it Whoa. from the truck when he got done. That's the same bike. That That's is pretty so crazy. Cool. Yeah. He stripped everything. It's for sale right now at Pro Italia, um, unless what? someone bought it. But he stripped everything off of it. What, uh, what's your favorite wheels. motorcycle sound, exhaust sound? like? Because mine's Ducati, and we're talking about Ducati. That's I, you know what my favorite, you favorite sound is? It's not the exhaust. It's the dry clutch. Uh-huh. The Ducati dry clutch. What, what did this guy say? That it sounds like a guy masturbating with a pocket full of change. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. But, the, but to me, that's the greatest motorcycle sound because it's so unique. Yeah. But I would say Ducati's, yeah, Ducati's probably have the best sound. I like I like Ducati because they got the twin and they got the revs. They got yeah. they got both because it's got it's a booming twin. Ooh, look at this! That's a yeah. crazy fucking bike. Yeah, th there was a guy in San Francisco who did the exhaust. That was all hand welded. Nick did the belt covers. If you look, he copied in aluminum. He did like a laser cut that followed the belt. How much of that um, was is was added versus purely removed? Well, all the so all the plastic plastic's gone. It's all gone. So he added he he changed and added stuff. So the belt cover you can see. Yeah, he added that. He went with different brakes. The um, belt cover looks like it's like uh, like when people do the edges in LED lights yeah. or something. Yeah, like it's he, like outlined. Um, he yeah. put the gold clutch in. But uh, you know, it's it, funky. Did it ride good? Rode hard. <laughs> Definitely, it rode like it, it rode like a race bike. Yeah, um, yeah, it was basically like a race bike, and it was hot. No that shit. was fun though, and that was one of the first Street Fighter Ducati. Like a lot of people, if you see these other pictures, a lot of people copied that bike. Yeah, you know they'll deny it, but they copied that bike, and uh, that bike got a lot of press. It was in all the magazines and stuff like that. It was a hell of a you know. There was a lot of results if you yeah. search for it. People, yeah. had a lot it, of photos of it. It was a great bike. It was fun, and then it just got to where I wasn't riding it much. It was sitting in the garage, and um, you know my knees weren't becoming more flexible. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I said, all right. Time to let that one go. I think I I sold that and got a multi Strata or something. Those but are great bikes. The multi, the new, are, the newest, the newer one, yeah, the V4S. The man, that thing fucking rips. fast, man. I got that one as a press rips. bike. It was yeah. awesome. Have you been on any of the? Uh, have you tried any like the crazy new technologies like the Panamerica with the kneeling suspension or like so like radar cruise control I, on a bike? I absolutely love the the biggest change in bikes that I love is the suspension. Mm -hmm. 
the electronic suspension, because I go back to the old days in the 80s when you had that stupid wrench yeah. and you had you to had try to, all, to. You had to do two yeah, wrenches at so once. You, so you would bust both knuckles, yeah. right, trying to get. And you didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. You had no idea what you Let's turn this and let's turn that. And then Colin you, the Chapman, fork, make the suspension adjustable and right. they'll adjust it wrong. The fork had the, the, the damping, but you couldn't feel the clicks with your little screwdriver. It was a mess. Now you get on and you punch like like me. I'm heavy, so I punch in rider with saddlebags, even though it's just me, and the suspension adjusts. And now the preload, as soon as you get on, adjusts itself. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding? That's the best. This is, I, I love that kind of technology. Yeah. Because um, it actually does. It's weird how, like, in a car those technologies can sort of separate you from the driving experience, but in a motorcycle, it doesn't have the same effect. No, it works better. Yeah. It, it, Isn't it, that weird? It really works better. And and same with like a quick shifter. Like, on a, I, like I want a manual gearbox in a car, right. but I have no problem having a clutchless quick shifter on a bike. I still I, feel I have very no problem involved. With, a, with a dual clutch in a car. As long as you have control you know, over yeah, it. it. Yeah. But stay out of the way. The car's smarter than me. You know, you know. I mean, there's times. If, listen, if the car is smarter than you, sometimes yeah. the car is dumber than you, and it's trying to tell you it's smarter right. than but you. But when you, I mean, if you're on the track and you're, you know, you drive real hard or something like that, sure. then you want to shift it. But ninety percent of the time, it's like, yeah, let the car do it. And and you know, it's one of those things that. Uh, oh, here's the Mega Moto on track. Oh, you tracked that thing? Not this one, but that was my first one. Oh, oh cool. What, what do these Mega Motos go for? 20? Uh, about 20. 20 so you were, you were talking pricey. about Iconic. So yeah, I'm looking for pricey. a Mega. I'm looking for a Mega Moto. And I tell Abby, hey, I'm looking for a Mega Moto if you stumble across one. So he gets one from some guy in Arizona. And it's in great shape. And he calls me. He's like, all right, listen, I got a Mega Moto. But I can't sell it to you. <laughs> he said, because I rode it and really liked it. And the guy said, yeah, you keep, you keep that for you. So he's like, so I'm gonna. This is gonna be my. I was like, Abby, shut up. You're a so, fucking dealer. <laughs> so you can't keep the good found, shit. You fuck. He, yeah, he found another one that wasn't quite as good. Uh-huh. Like it was kind of rough. And then I found one on the East Coast. This collector was selling one, and he was asking top dollar, but it only had like two thousand miles. And I kept for months. I was like, is he? It's consignment. I'm like, is he willing to give up? Is it? No, is he willing to give up? He said, well, actually, he's thinking about raising the price because now there's another one <laughs> on there. And I said, you know what? I'll pay it. So I ended up paying him 24 for it, which was more than it cost new, yeah. worth every penny. Yeah. It, it was, it's in mint condition and everything. This is this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's really nice. It's very unique and it's just really a badass bike. It's so. really cool. How, it's how really does it compare riding wise to other, like, Motard, super motard bikes from other OEMs that you've ridden. Well, it's better than the Ducati because it's much big because it's bigger. I mean, okay. the Ducati hyper motard is great, but it's a small if you, bike. Yeah, if you're five you, you eight, be, it rules. you got to be a racer size guy uh-huh. to enjoy it. And nobody else really made one that was you know so. So the BMW works also because it's a BMW. It does everything well. Like it's well made, um, beautiful components. On. It's one of the few BMWs that use a conventional fork. doesn't use their usual telelever in uh-huh. the front. And, you know, top of the line, everything, Olean shock, uh, Akrapovich exhaust, all of that's factory, really light. So in comparison to the other Motards, 
it would almost be like if you made a motard out of a multistrata okay, that cool. might yeah. compete mm-hmm. but that would be cool. No, yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe if you crash one of those, you could send it. Somewhere. Oh, I did. I built a. I built a Street Fighter out of the old, out of the original Multistrada. I built a Street Fighter from that. That's which was cool. great. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun bike. That was cool. I have never seen one of these Mega Motos though. I think I asked when he wrote there up. There I was like, "Is that new?" He's like, "No, it's really old, actually." Yeah. Like, oh shit! They, it was awesome. never. It was never a big seller. It was one of those Before bikes that time. was great, but yeah, a few people. But it was also expensive. I mean, at the time when it came out in oh, yeah, 08. Oh, yeah. This says 12,000 pounds yeah, in 2007, in, which was like right. 18 grand. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, it was about 20 grand yeah. when, when bikes were ten. 9, 10 yeah. grand. Yeah. So, so it was like you had to want one, yeah. you know. Because wasn't it only like on. seven years ago ish, the, the Ducati? Like the 1099 Panigale was like twenty three or twenty five thousand dollars. Am I misremembering yeah. that? But mm-hmm. that was like yeah. that was top shelf yeah. super sport. And, yeah, there was know, a time is, yeah. when like the 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 most expensive Ducati was like twenty seven ninety nine, wow. other than the Desmos. Yeah, you know. and then they figured out. Hang on a second, people buying this could really afford a lot. (laughs) If we made this body out of carbon instead of plastic, we could charge three times as much for this fucking thing. Right. And, and, you know, it just... They're worth it if you use them. Sure. You know, most people don't. Like Ducati's one in particular, you know. People don't ride ducks the way they're supposed to be ridden. Yeah, you got to ride a duck hard because... They're really uncomfortable and they're hot and this and that. But when when it's in its element... There's nothing like it. Yeah, the Multistrada was good every the day. The Multi could do everything. That could do everything. Yeah, the Multi could do everything. I had one of those for three weeks as a demo, and I was absolutely blown away by yeah, how good it Yeah, the Multi's one of those you just get on it every day and go, and it does everything well. Yeah. Have you tried any of the electric bikes yet? Like the Livewire or any of those? I haven't ridden a Livewire. I've ridden a Zero. Did you enjoy it? The new ones, yeah. The first ones, when they first came out, it felt more like your electric bicycle. Mm-hmm. It felt like a scooter. It was really light, and it wasn't did, just didn't feel like a motorcycle. Now they built in that feel, so it feels more like a motorcycle, which is very cool. Um, I rode the Energica Superbike. I wasn't crazy about it, but I have a friend, who's, and he's a track dude, and he's really fast, and he loves it. He bought one. He loves it. Um, I haven't ridden a live wire, so I don't know. I've heard good things. It's really I like how it rides. I yeah, think it's cool. I've heard good things about it. The range sucks, but but the actual ride is very nice. Yeah, um, it I feels think, like um, flying a glider. You it's, lose a lot of the visceral stuff that a motorcycle. Oh, that's, that's the Energica. Oh yeah. wow, it really looks. It looks yeah, like a multistrada. Almost. Yeah, the new Energica. They they made that adventure bike, and wow. then they have a, a super bike version and some other version. They, are, these, know, are these made as well as they look in the photos? That that, look, that photo. Makes I think it they're look well made, nice. uh, but Where again, are they from? I don't know. I, uh, Italy, Italy. Yeah, oh, cool. I don't know that you're going to take an electric adventure bike off roading. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> I'm doing that shit <laughs> you unless know. you had a hey. F-150 Lightning to charge it off of or something, yeah. right? Or patience and, and solar you know, things. and somebody just in case. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, you need a support crew for one of those. That's pretty cool looking, though. I'm into yeah. that. You should try. You should have a go on a live wire if you can. They're 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 they feel like substantial. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like a friend of mine just did a test on one. He has a magazine. He just did a test on one over the weekend. I'm still looking for that Harley. That's why I'm going through this. I'm listening to you, but That's I want right, to show you what they did with the bike because it came out absolutely beautiful. I just didn't like it, 
but um, the, I'm still the supercharger thing. That's, that's crazy. crazy. I've literally never seen that <laughs> on a motor. Other than that one, what is that? A Honda had a well, no, Yamaha, uh, Kawasaki. Kawasaki. Someone yeah, Kawasaki. came out with a supercharger. Has, yeah, yeah, the HP twos, which I had one of those. So, so um, nice. I did a test in a magazine with that, and it, the whistle is what got me when that supercharger whistles and just a ridiculously fast bike. And I said to him, I said. I'm gonna buy one, buy one of these for one summer, and if I don't kill myself, I'll sell it. <laughs> and that literally, I rode it that summer. It was, you know, hey, listen, that bike was made for a guy 30 years younger than me. I had no business on that bike, yeah. But it was so much fun, and it was so quick. And then, uh, yeah, at the end of the summer, I put it up for sale, and this kid from Utah, Ooh. and I mean, you talk about the perfect bike for. He's like 21 or 22. Him and his two friends drove down to my house in like this beat up Ford Fiesta or something that literally was held together with tape. That's what was holding the bumper on. And they were at my house at like seven in the morning on Thanksgiving Day to pick up the bike. And then they were going to ride it in shifts back to Utah. <laughs> and I was like, man, this could not have gone to a better home. Like you kids, like that's who this we're bike do was it made for. straight and rotate. And exactly. One guy in the car, one guy in the bike, one guy napping. <laughs> no, you, rotate. We got a schedule right here. You bring three because if one dies, then yeah, no one can still yeah, it. Yeah. But, it, but I was just laughing because I was like, that's yeah, I remember that, that age. Because when you're 21, 22, you do stuff like that, yeah. right? You, you get a sport bike and you're like, yeah, it's only 700 miles. <laughs> How hard we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ride this home. You know, you don't you don't think about renting oh trailers when you're 21. Nobody's gonna rent anything to you. What's the longest so. you rode in a day? You think? What's the most miles you've done in a, uh, a little over a 800? That's a fuck wow. ton. Wow. That's what they did with it. Well, this okay. Well, I'll tell you what. They made it look cool. Yeah. yeah. Even if it air, rode, air even if it rode like shit, can you can yeah. you airdrop this to Zach Clapman's uh, MacBook? Um, it looks cool as fuck. It's got a kind of a, a bobber vibe. Are you control room? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, they really did. Oh, they did a the beautiful look. job. Yeah, they but did, it didn't they help did a beautiful road, job, huh? but it didn't decline. Actually, no. That's uh, the iPad, which will Sorry. stop the switcher cast. So just <laughs> hold it up in front of one of the cameras. Here, my bad. It's okay. Put it up. I'll give it to me. I'll put yeah. it up right here. This is this is this is fairly shanty, but how's that, Zach? It's framed well. Ooh, oh, that looks. It looks felt. pretty cool, right? It does look really good. Yeah, they shrunk like the seat. The they made it look a lot smaller. Yeah, they stripped and everything more compact. And, and no, these guys. Are, well, it's funny. So these guys were big time sport bike builders. One of them was. Uh, one of the partners built race bikes for, um, I forget, Chuck Graves' uh -huh. racing team and stuff like that. And then they got, oh, here's a better picture of it. Then they got into the Harley business. Oh, that's here's like an artsy and picture of it, yeah. There was so much money in the Harley business, they were like, yeah, we're going to give up on sport bikes. We're just doing Harleys now. <laughs> these guys are way richer. You should see what these guys are blowing 50 Gs on, these fucking baggers. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was crazy. Up in the canyons, you'd have these guys who were doing like stunts and shit on Motards. Mm -hmm. And then they all got Harleys. Yeah. And then they started doing stunts on stunts Harleys. Stunts on Harleys, yeah. That is, became the, the thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Although they... they 
those bikes don't last long. Like Harleys aren't built to wheelie. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you land a Harley from a wheelie, junk. Exactly. That's a. It's a solid landing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I like. I yeah. Like I remember. I, I always go back to Terminator Two when he fucking uh, you know, and he's got cables mm-hmm. holding yeah. him up, and it's still just <laughs> like yard sailing parts all over the fucking place. Do you have you gone back to the track since you hurt your hand? Or are you done, uh, done the once? Racetrack? But I would do it again. But uh, it's been a long time. I've been back on well twice. Once I had my little Grom on a go kart track, which are is they selling super your Grom? Fun. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I no, you know what they did, and this killed me. And this is why they're dealers. They bought it. So I, I said, damn, I'm thinking about selling it. And I saw like, that thing on, on like, the flip, man. and I was like, I bet that's Alonzo's. I said, man. They said, Adam, I think Adam's son wanted to learn to ride. Said, oh, this would be perfect. So I sell it to them. Next thing I know, I see it on the site, and it's going for way more than I said, you sons of, you, you de- dealers can't help it, right? They, yeah. It's in their blood. They, I just they bought just a monkey, so it. I'm looking at the all this stuff. Su- those little bikes are super fun. It's great. I just super spent fun. fucking $250 on shocks from Taiwan. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, mine had an Olean's. That was yeah. the... Olean's made a shock for the Grom, and it became their biggest selling shock absorber yeah. because you had to put they one were so on. Or shitty. Your Grom wouldn't hold like unless you like weighed 120 adult. pounds. You had to buy a shock. Well, so. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend 700 on the Olean's, so I mm-hmm. got these. The next best thing from Taiwan, which was a, which was two 250 or something, yeah. and it makes a big difference. But when yeah. I saw on Iconic, it said like celebrity owned yeah. uh, raised seat, and oh, then they, all these mods. I was like, they, that's Alonzo's they bike. <laughs> That. Although I will say that a lot of that stuff was prototype. Like they, you know, um, I paid for the shock, but other stuff people were like, hey, you got a Grom? Because it was 14, first generation. They were like, can we borrow it? You know, and Rizoma made bars for it. And yeah. then Brock, Brock tried like three different exhausts and we got that. So it was, listen, it was fun and it was fantastic. I didn't want to look at what they sold it for. I saw where the auction was yeah. and I started cursing at them. And this is how bad they ripped me off. Look at look on iconic I shouldn't motorbikes even say rip me auctions. Off. This, Let's fucking ruin but, Alonzo's day right now. This, this is how much they profited off me. I invested in the company. I was like, <laughs> you guys are good. I'm gonna put some money in this. You pimps are doing all right. Yeah, let's see what they sold the 2014 Grom for on their auctions recently. Really, you gonna do this to me? Yep, I'm gonna fucking right. fuck yeah. your day right up. Oh, jeez. But I'm I'm obsessed with this monkey. I'm fucking yeah, with it all the time. Yeah, they're super fun. It's really fun. They're, they're Did you do the bore kit? Did you do the no, big bore? No, I didn't do I thought about it. I might. It's like 1500 Winning bid, 5100 Yeah, they made two grand on that. Pff, oh, damn it. Wow. Yeah. I would have bought that shit for 3500 off mm. you for sure. Yeah, that thing is it's great. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's a 14, so it's a four-speed or five-speed? Yeah, four. Four-speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The new ones, five-speed and stock Olin's. They add it's yeah. a factory equipment now. There's they're the best. I endorse all Grom experiences. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I'm gonna go down there. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys owe me another thousand bucks. So they're get they're but. getting my CX. I, the CX I bought really cheap. And I told the guy who we, who I bought it from. He goes, "Do you want to come test ride it?" I go, "Nope. If you if you ride it if you ride it here, I said you have to show up here having ridden it here." He was from Long Beach. Mm. I said, "If you make it here from Long Beach, I got the cash for you." He rode it here. I looked at the tires; they were 18 years old. Wow. They were cracked. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This thing is." So I parked it for two years in the lobby. 
And then I just got tired of looking at it, and I was like, I want to fucking ride this thing. And I was like, it probably just needs tires or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I said it to Iconic. And I was like, can you make this thing, you know, go through it a little bit? And they got back to me like two weeks later, and they were like, look, man, this thing is <laughs> this thing is sculpture. This thing is <laughs> fucked. And it like the turbo wastegate was seized and mm-hmm. all this shit. So I ended up having to give them almost $4,000 to get it. Hmm. to where it's yeah. at uh, but now it's I'm gonna go pick it up next week it's finally done I'm like mm-hmm. super excited to ride this thing that'd be fun weird as hell yeah yeah <laughs> unique yeah the, the they every what Kawasaki made one Suzuki made one <clears throat> and Honda made one yeah they were all going for it in the early 80s mm-hmm. but it didn't last no it didn't, it didn't cause take, they found but... out well we could just make better engines we don't <laughs> need to slap a turbo on yeah. we'll just make the engines a little bigger and you know, and then fuel injection and and it's a twin. Else. It's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a parallel twin uh, yeah. with a no. It's a, uh, it's a, it's v, a it's v, v twin. twin. The V twin, with but it's row. it's transversely mounted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funky. Yeah. The CX was a weird bike. It was yeah. like it was supposed to be like the small gold wing. They, right. they even made one they called the silver wing. Yeah. But I don't think it ever caught on. No. There and there was a five hundred and a six fifty yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've actually never seen a six fifty. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm into it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. ride it a bunch when I get it back. Yeah. I think it's money fun. well spent considering I got yeah. I paid five dollars for the bike listen, man, it, shit. There's no you know, I tell people all the time, listen, there's no money in this game. Like you hear now and then about somebody making a bunch of money selling something, you know, and then half of those people are lying because they don't <laughs> want to admit how much money they lost yeah. on the deal, right? And, yeah. and it's like, yeah, man, you just if you enjoy it and you have fun and it's a great ride and and you can afford it. I'm you know don't spend the kids lunch money, but then it's just fun, man. Yeah. It's a fun hobby. You do know, you that's do what car do. and bike shit when you're touring, or do you leave it at home? On occasion, yeah. if there's something going on, if there's a car show in town, or actually bike wise, I do gigs for bike. I've you know there's Americades, a big touring rally back east. I do shows at, and I've been booked. BMWs had me do some stuff. I did a Ducati dealer. Uh, convention and stuff. So stuff like that comes up. I love when the worlds cross yeah. and you get to play and work at the same time. So, yeah. Do you do like bike material? Do you All have, like, bike you material. Have a, you got a when bike I set do, ready? When I do that, yeah, because the thing, with, the biggest thing with bikes is the manufacturers and the kind of, the it's like competitive. It's kind of like the Army, the Navy, and the Marines, right? You have this kind of rivalry and you have to know each bike's culture. So that's where the jokes come in, because like the Harley culture is chrome polish. Like I say, you know, Harley, they wake up in the morning that man, my bike got darkness on it. I got to wash it. <laughs> this thing has darkness on it all night, right? Then BMW riders go forever. If you have a BMW and you haven't ridden three hundred miles before breakfast, yeah, you, you ain't shit. What are you doing? You know, so so that's their culture. Honda, the Goldwing is really the only iconic Honda. And the thing with Goldwings is how big is the rider? Because Goldwing riders are just <laughs> massive people. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But they also, they love lights. Like, they love all uh, these bright accessory lights and this. And they'll have the trailer matches the bike and the helmet matches the, you know, that's a whole thing. So you, so you kind of learn the different cultures. Uh, Ducati, obviously, is the race culture, even though your knee yeah. is never touching the ground. How well do your leathers um, fit? Is that really? Yeah, yeah. The gold wings are crazy. Like the last gold wing I saw had like an Accord gauge cluster on it. Like yeah, it looked the, like a car with handlebars. The, basically. Well, there was. That, I'll tell you what's funny with the gold wing. So the gold wing got this reputation 
of being a two-wheel car yeah. because that's pretty much what it became. So what Honda did was they got their sport bike engineers to redesign the Goldwing. And they came out with, a, I think it was around 2018 or something like that, a smaller, lighter, fast-ass Goldwing. The problem was the riders were like, we're not looking for that. So then they had to— I actually wanted an Accord, sir. (laughs) (laughs) They they made it a little bit bigger now. They put like a bigger trunk because the trunk had gotten smaller. You couldn't fit helmets in. And so they they realized, okay, we have to make it a little bigger. But now they're fast and they handle phenomenal. And then they—you know, they used to have a naked— Goldwing called the Valkyrie, yeah, which was an awesome Pretty bike. Cool I had bike, a couple yeah. of Valks, always loved those. Then they and when people take a Goldwing and strip the bags and shit yeah. off them, they look really cool. Well, when the original Goldwing was designed to be sporty, it was like going to be the faster than the original 754. This yeah. is back in the 70s, and then the touring people were like, "No, this is a touring bike," you know. But the the problem with the Valkyrie, with the new Valkyries, they move. If you look like that red one. At the top, that's one of one of the new ones. It's a hard, it's a flat six, right? Yeah, the flat six is great, but see the radiators. When they went oh, to yeah. a side radiator, they lost the beauty of the bike. Because if you go to like that silver one up top or this red one or whatever, the great thing about the Valkyrie was look at that engine. You had that huge mm-hmm. chrome engine, those it big carburetors. It looks like a fucking Porsche motor. You had a car. <laughs> you had a car radiator on the front, like it was just it just had presence. Yeah, you know, it just was this massive. <laughs> Present and it was starring the engine, yeah, yeah, right. And then, but with the newer ones, because of the side radiators and the shrouds and stuff, they just don't have the same cool as the uh, original. The Valkyries. newer one looks like they 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 looked at a Triumph rocket and went, "How do I?" Which make I it love, more yeah, like I that. love the rocket. Yeah, you're a rocket yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, but these high. What is this? The radiator right here? Yeah, that's very weird. It looks. Yeah. It's like a. It's See, like a on a gold wing, you don't engine. notice that because the gold wing the has fairing. the fairings yeah. and all yeah. that. But yeah, I like. I, I agree with you. I think the older one is cooler. Have you fucked with yeah. ridden a CBX ever? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, they are the coolest. So, man, you you pick on everything I have a story about. Well, that's what I do. That's why I'm a good host. Yeah, you're a great host. <laughs> so I bought a CBX. I bought the. It was called the Hulk. Uh huh. It was the ugliest bike you've ever seen. Was that the one with all the fucking boxes and shit on it? That the, CBX the green. Yeah. No, no. This was. It was a '79 or an '80 CBX. Okay. And this guy painted it. He wanted the green and like purple that the Hulk has, but it was like pink and... Brazil! Yeah, it was like pink and green. Terrible bike. So I bought it. That guy in Marina Del Rey, he had it stored somewhere. Yeah, that's... Holy yeah. fuck. That yeah. was it? That was it. Wow, that, dude. That so, actually is the ugliest yeah, motorcycle the ugliest I've ever bike seen. Ever. So I said... <laughs> so I didn't say I bought it. I didn't say I bought it. I said, oh, okay. I'm going to rescue this thing. Oh, this okay. is a rescue. And it ran. <laughs> I took it to my guys at AIP, the guys who had built the Harley, and I had a bunch of Ducati parts left from my Diavel. Okay. And we were like, let's combine the two. Let's put the Diavel stuff on the CBX and make the ultimate street fighter. Right? Okay. They got it to a rolling chassis, and it sat for two and a half years. They just stopped working on it. They were like, I don't know like, how that, it seems one, so easy. One of the fabrication guys left, and they just, I was really, I'm disappointed in them only because we've had like a 20 year relationship of 
buying and building and doing bikes. And, like, I get it. They went through some personal stuff, uh, some family stuff. The sort of business kind of changed. They got they moved out to Santa Clarita. They started doing Harleys and hot rods, and they just kind of lost, you know. So it, it sucks. So I got a guy now who wants to buy it. and uh, You still have the, part it this thing? It sits there. It, it's at their shop. Oh, it's man. on... It's on a stand in their shop. But the CBX, that was the bike when I was a kid. That was the bike I wanted. Like, that was that ultimate, you know. Well, if you hear one, I mean, you just have to hear one. It's like a Formula One car. It's just the craziest sounding engine ever. I'll tell you the craziest sounding engine. You know, Honda's first six cylinders were 250 cc's. Oh, they like race the, bikes like the, the two 60s, strokes, two strokes, yeah, and it sounded like a hornet's nest. <laughs> you talk about a crazy sound. Think of a two hundred fifty cc six cylinder. The pistons are like that. The <laughs> it's pistons, like a model airplane yeah, engine. <laughs> they, it's like six of those Cox. Remember Cox airplanes? Yeah, it's before your time. You know, he don't. We're the same remember. age. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking to. No, we are the same age. Oh, me I, and Zach. Yeah, yeah, I'm just a rough. You've 40, taken a horrible care a, of yourself. Yes, I know. You're a mess. I know. You're a mess. <laughs> He's what happens when you work out a lot and don't do as many drugs. But yeah, look at look at the piston. Those, oh, those things were like the piston in the guy's hand. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? That's hilarious. The piston is I don't know the size of half a finger across. The like sound, crazy. Wow. The sound that those things made was crazy. Can you get a what's it called? RC one six six. That's an RC. Can you see if we can get an audio clip of that? I want to hear what that sounds like. That is a tiny, tiny piston. Yeah. Oh, look how little the bike is with the guy on it, too. Yeah, this was in, like, the that 60s that they raced these. Good-looking bike as well. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's see. Let's see. 20,000 RPM. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Here we go. Let's, let's, see, let's listen to what it sounds like. Get... Oh, yeah. It sounds like an F1 car. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This is idle. <laughs> it idles at, like, six grand. Yeah. You almost oh, wow. couldn't idle it. Yeah, you had to push start it. Yep. That does actually that sound really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Look how quick he's shifting. Like, he's like seven <laughs> gears? Oh, he's going to come back around. Is, can we, here we there go. Let's get a flyby. It sounds so good. I can't re- quite power. figure out what he's doing with gears. I think he's like well, it had that. probably about a 2,000 RPM power band, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. It makes 65 horsepower out of 250 cc's and revs to 20. That's amazing. That does sound incredible. And look how it looks like he's riding something that's like the size of a Grom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's fucking cool. And now we've learned something today. Do any of those exist still? Yeah. Yeah, there's still some around. You know, I mean... Abby, get on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure Abby can get you one. That was the thing about Honda, right? Honda's such a brilliant engineering company, but they over-engineered everything. Mm -hmm. They they engineered the feel out of everything. Like we were talking about the NSX, you know? And I drove the first generation NSX, and somebody said, what do you think? Is it the world's fastest Accord? Yeah. I mean, it, they do a lot it, of things right, but they never really excited me. Yeah, you got um, there's there's a feel, and that's why because I I had a friend who was a big marketing guy at Honda. We were talking about it, and I said you you only have one icon, the Goldwing, 
it's really hard. And then the Grom had just come out, and I said, and you got a hit with the Grom, yeah. and they knew it. But the other bikes, they work well, but there's no... There's no excitement. Nobody's lusting for a, you know. But what, what, I mean, I've never tried it, but like what separates a CBR from an R1 from a, I don't know. Well, that was, I mean. Can you, can you, do the Japanese sport bikes have their own characters really? The four cylinder engine does. They do. So they're screaming engines, but you're splitting hairs there because what, that's when you're getting into it's strictly bragging rights that the ZX-10 is faster than the Jixer, which the CBR. The CBRs were always easier to ride. That was one thing. They, they didn't have as much of a hair trigger. Now, they do more now, but but the hairs that you're splitting, it's like, yeah, but none of you can ride good enough to tell the difference. Like, mm-hmm. you got to be a pro to, to ride hard enough to know the difference. They're phenomenal bikes. They're, I mean, the power-to-weight ratio on them is ridiculous. They flirt, they're all flirting with 200 horsepower yeah. now. Um, and they have all the technology like to middle keep you from killing yourself. Mile, right? yeah. yeah. But to me, the open-class sport bikes got so fast and so small. They, they made now the 1,000s are the same size as the 600s, right? So they, they became so powerful and so small, they weren't fun to ride because it's like driving a GT3. A GT3 is awesome, but a turbo's a better car. Sure. And you're going to drive the turbo. Your, your GT3, you're not going to drive it as, you know. So, it, it I mean, they're super, they, they're literally super bikes. The open-class leader bikes are as fast as world super bikes were five years ago, mm-hmm. you know, professional bikes. But is it fun? I mean, you see more stunters than than racers. On yeah, them. Yeah. Stunters love them because they're, they're light and torquey. You can do all kind of crazy stuff with them. But riding, if you're not doing track days, like we were talking about Joe, Joe's a track junkie and his friends are track junkies, and they use their bikes to the extreme. But if you're not doing that, it's almost like it's not fun. It's more fun to get a slower bike and ride it fast. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, it, even even with, like, you know, with, with the Porsche stuff, like, if you're not going to a track with a GT3 RS, it's way too much car for the right. street, and it's actually less fun mm-hmm. than a, quote, lesser product. Yeah, well, like we were talking about the BMWs, the CSs, you know, unless you're Zach size... Like you and me, and the we, seats. they got to yeah, wedge seat. us into the seat of yeah. a CS. Exactly. And then like you the got seat the, either. the no, hard, silly. you know, the hard suspension and this yeah. and that. And then it's like, listen, man, get an, get an M5 or an M3, and then you can just put it in comfort. You know? Unlimited budget cars, what are you buying? Rolls Royce Ghost. Okay. Um, I like how it's still kind of a BMW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they, I've never driven a Rolls Royce, and uh, I keep saying I'm going to rent one just to drive it. Yes. But I'm like, if I'm going to spend three, dollars $400,000, I don't want to be in a Lambo or a, or a Ferrari and be uncomfortable and not get to use it. Fair. We were, we were on PCH, and there was a, a Ferrari. I'm not sure which one it was, but it was sitting next to a, Cullinan is that the Cullinan? Cullinan, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Which one do you want to be in LA traffic? Which oh, one do sure. you really want to be in?" I've driven a Rolls; <laughs> they are amazing. You know? it's a totally so, you know you don't you know if you've been in Range Rovers and you've been in Seven Series and you've been in stuff like that, high end luxury vehicles, yeah. you go, "Well, how much better could a Rolls really be?" A fucking lot. Yeah. 
like it's a totally different experience. I think I think when I'm 65, I'm going to finance one for 10 years, and then <laughs> and I'm going to roll die. the dice. I'm going to die on those sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die on you. You won't get your money out of me. Right before the balloon payment, motherfucker. Take it back. I'm going out. Take it back. That's right. I'm going to lease it and run up the miles. Yeah. I don't care. No, that, those I think are, it, it really, it just has an ultimate car to it, the two-door, like the, yeah. the ultimate coupe. Suicide door. Yeah, the yeah. ultimate coupe. Um, the one we have downstairs, the Wraith, yeah, that so shit's yeah, the Wraith very is, nice. They're beautiful. I've driven- I'm, se- I'm selling my house. I'm just about to list my house in <laughs> Venice because I moved, and my, my real estate agent came over. Motherfucking rolls. <laughs> Rolled up in the fucking rolls. That's good. That's both good and bad. I know. <laughs> He's going to sell it. And, bad. and yeah, I'm going to have to pay for his like, fucking rolls. That's like I'll be with my grom, sons of bitches. But um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, that's the ultimate car to me. The, the exotics are just that. But, but do you want to be driving one? And the other thing with the exotics is, you know, you like, you got to valet park your Lambo. Like, you, do you really oh, want to just... You got to keep cash. It's the only thing we use cash for anymore yeah. is to pay off the valet parkers to right. let you park that shit yourself. Yeah, because, man... I'm not... I'm not I mean, I the review keys. these modern supercars, but I'm not particularly interested in, in buying them. They've made them easy to use every mm-hmm. day, but it's not... I don't... That doesn't excite me. I'm, I'd rather have the rolls or whatever for daily and then and if I and, and something older and classic like yeah. I've got a Ferrari 328 that's like from 86 mm-hmm. it's 280 horsepower but it's super engaging for yeah. that occasional you know weekend drive and I really get the fizz yeah nice. there, you know um, I had a, a buddy who had an exotic and he said man you just get tired of driving it you get tired of talking to people about it all the time he said and then if you get into the the exotic world he's like oh you don't want to be friends with these guys yeah <laughs> you know, he's like these these aren't the guys you want to hang out with you know so it i get it listen i'm i'm like anything you can enjoy but man i've had as much fun driving a mini you know you get a mini cooper s and just they're great whale on it i had the six speed mine was like an oh four or something yeah. like it was like it's a fun it's like this it's is a like supercharged one yeah. and went, you're driving a go-kart yeah. every day <laughs> my mini was the most trouble i ever got in most tickets i yeah. ever got in a car was in that mini yeah i drove like a shit bag in that yeah, thing because it's a go-kart you yeah. know it it's so you can have you know you can have fun like all those little civics and stuff like the kids were hot riding. Mm-hmm. I had nine eleven, and I was talking to this kid. He had a uh, Civic with like three hundred horsepower. I was like, had it fucking ripped. You know, you could have just bought one of these for the <laughs> money. But I get it. You yeah, know, I get it for their generation. Like have you that, gone back and tried one though? Fast and Furious World, dude. You got to go back and try a great Civic. Yeah, really well modified Civic. They're fun as fuck. I had a CRX, man. The oh, CRX great. was an awesome little car. Yeah. you know, whenever I see one, I'm like, man, I wonder. Be like to get another one of those. Cost you, you thirty know? grand to get a yeah. good one now. But those those were all really fun, light, fast cars. They didn't cost anything, you know. So it, so it's like you don't have to spend the most money or have the most horsepower. I mean, listen, my M5 has six hundred horsepower. When am I going to use that? You know, I mean, I've driven it to Vegas. I've been in a desert. That's a good time to use I've it. I've driven. I've done some stupid things, but the only fun thing really to do 
is pick on a challenger on the 405. <laughs> <laughs> Just when they think, oh, really? You think think your little Hemi is something? Well, yeah. Let me show you how the Germans do it. They are really selling a lot of Hellcats, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> They're selling a shocking amount yeah. of Hellcats. And it, it's one of those things that the people driving them, it's like, man, is this the official meathead it's car? Really <laughs> it's yeah. a really aggressive. It's a really aggressive car. And my house I'm moving out of in Venice right now, I on, was on a, right by the beach. Every Sunday was like the fucking Hellcat Nationals. Yeah. And there was a stop sign in front of the house, and everyone's doing like a two-step drag launch away from the right. stop sign. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here, dude. Shit <laughs> is so bad. Um, as I putt away on my monkey. That one, and then, you know, Tesla's. Being on a motorcycle, I don't like Tesla's because I just assume you're not driving it. Yeah. And and they've just they, this summer they had two motorcyclists yeah. killed by Teslas and autopilot because they don't see us. They don't. Well, we just talked they don't about read, this. They don't read bikes. Well, they they use vi- cameras only, yeah. right? No radar mm-hmm. and no lidar. Right. And the way motorcycle tail lights appear to a camera that doesn't really see in dimensions, mm-hmm. uh, especially cruiser bikes. Right. A sport bike that has one high tail light versus a cruiser bike Which that has two low bu- tail yeah. lights, it could appear to this camera system to be a car that's just further away. Right. And so without the redundancies, it's very, very dangerous. What is the number one selling bike in the United States? Is it the fucking Harley, yeah, whatever? Cruisers. Cruisers? Harleys, yeah. yeah. So you so you have this car that doesn't see the most common bike yeah. in the country. And, you know, and this has been my thing with cars and self-driving. This is my problem with it. It's like artificial intelligence will never match human stupidity, <laughs> right? There's oh, People will do something, like, no matter how many, like, the cars are constantly learning and yeah. stuff, but... They just can't account for what some idiot's going to do, and that's when you need a human because somebody's going to do something stupid, and the car can't react to it because it, it just hasn't been programmed for someone doing something this incredibly stupid. You know, <laughs> I mean, we have people driving the wrong way on freeway off ramps. The car doesn't—it's not programmed for that. It's like, well, it's you. Why you, is that thing coming toward you? Know, yeah, it can't. <laughs> it, a car, a, a, a very even a very good artificial intelligence system doesn't learn things the way that humans learn things. Right. We can put shit together based on the world around us. If you're mm-hmm. driving, for instance, down the road and you see a four-way intersection and there's a tree obscuring 80% of a stop sign your life experience can put together, that's probably a stop sign. The rest of it is there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop. But unless the computer has been taught that very thing about that very stop sign, it it doesn't know. It can't make those assumptions. It's just not... And without... Redundant sensors like LIDAR and radar, a camera-only system is incredibly limited. And people will say, oh, well, you're, you, have, you have two cameras, your eyes. It's like, yeah, but they don't have the fucking human brain to right. interpret it, what they're seeing. And the marketing people, they deny it. But you know they tell they're people, this car drives itself. Of course they do. Absolutely. This car, you know. Their this stock car valuation itself. is based on it. Yeah. It's and not based on building a quality product that trim pieces don't fucking right. fall off. I assure you that. <laughs> it's not because the cars are rolls. <laughs> so, you know, that that and that's the new thing, right? So you have to be aware of that mm-hmm. now. That so, so, Do but loud those are pipes the two save cars. lives? No. No, and, and it's because sound is directional, right. right? So, so yeah, it, you can hear it when it passes you. 
not when it's coming up on you. And and for the little amount of head turning it does, the annoyance and what loud pipe guys will never rage. What loud pipe guys will never tell you is it is miserable being on top of that noise. Like you think that noise bothered like imagine just sitting on it, you know. Especially when they just cut it right there oh, and when man. they've got the four in that's the worst sound. I had a friend with a loud ass Harley like that with the bitch pad on yeah. the back, this and that, and his wife, beautiful, beautiful. I'd pull up on my Valkyrie, she would literally be like, I'm gonna ride with Alonzo. <laughs> She's like, I'm gonna ride on Alonzo. She's mad smooth. He hated it. He hated it. She was like, Yeah, look at that. Got a back seat, that yeah. big smooth engine, no noise. Yeah, I'm gonna ride with him. I like, want to hear yeah. the engine, but like I don't need to. I don't. I'm not. I'm over the age where I need to magnify it. Right. You know, it, it's tiring that kind of noise, and they show that it's fatiguing and all. But yeah, you know, you have a great sounding engine, and you can enjoy it. But you don't need to. You don't need to bother everybody when you're setting off car alarms. Like, okay, you're a dick. Yeah. Like, like you're not tough. You're not badass. You know, Sons of Anarchy was the worst. <laughs> it was a great show, but it was the worst thing for motorcycles ever because everybody was like, oh, man, I'm going to get one of these. Yeah. I'm going to raise the bars, and everyone will think I can fight. No, they won't. You ever do Sturges? No, yeah. Yeah, you got to. You been to Sturges? No. I kind of want to go, You though. have to go. Is it awesome? This guy told me, he said, once in your life, you have to see Sturges. Is it awesome? I don't know. It it's huge. It's beyond scale of anything you can imagine. It's half a million motorcycles <sighs> taking over three cities for two weeks. And they're happy you're there, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, it, <laughs> listen, it's their economy. Yeah. It's their economy. They they make so much money. That's why they wouldn't cancel it during the pandemic. Because what else do they have in South Dakota? Yeah. yeah. I mean, those three weeks. It's like in the old days, like toy star toy stores were like, yeah, December. We make our whole year in December, mm-hmm. right yeah. on Christmas toys. South Dakota makes their whole year in three weeks in August. Yeah. But it's just the scope. It's beyond anything you can, it's hard to describe, I mean, when there's nothing but motorcycles as far as the eye can see, and you just see the weirdest shit. So I was there the first time I was invited by Indy, and it was the launch for the Scout. Mm-hmm. So there's like six of us, I'm riding with the journalists, and we, and we we pull up and we stop. I'm like, do you see it? Yeah. Do you see it? Yeah. Just, what do you think? At least seven months it's a pregnant girl at the bikini car wash washing Harleys, and we were, you know, it's like you know, you're not going to see that. And she was very pregnant. She yeah. wasn't a little pregnant. She was very pregnant in a bikini washing bikes. We we're like, only at Sturgis, oh, only, only at Sturgis. We went into a t-shirt shop. Me and a guy named Alan Lane. He's a brother from um, Philly. He runs a, a, a magazine called Sport Bike Inc. It's like the the the. the What's the word? The urban street scene. Uh-huh. It's the brothers who ride sport bikes, a lot of stunters and stuff like that. That's his world. That's, you know, what his magazine's about. So he and I, we're the only two black guys at Sturgis. We were there early, and we're laughing about it. Like, everybody's like, but they were they were cool, you know. And we're in this T-shirt shop, and then we realized, wait a minute. This is a Hell's Angels T-shirt <laughs> shop. The Hell's Angels are selling T-shirts. They're not killing people. They're yeah. selling shirts, you know. And it was like, yeah, the big, you know. And it was merchandising. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those kind of things were just funny. 
That's you know, crazy. Just, yeah, but it's it's Is so it weird to be like the only black dude at Sturgis. No, I mean because you know Sturgis doesn't have as many. They call them the one percenters. Those are the real hardcore bikers, the Hell's Angels, the Vagos. Right. There's a, there's a big white supremacist undertow and I always said that Harley's the only company that can sell to black guys and white supremacists. Ridiculous. Harley and Smith and Wesson. <laughs> right, yeah. Really was say. <laughs> but no, it wasn't the overt racism that they you probably would have got 10, 15, 20 years ago. You you it's there, but I'm not gonna go looking for I'm not gonna go test them. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like look, you idiots want to be over there and be yourselves. But no, most people were just very cool and and there was one guy who was like, man, I'm really glad to see you guys here. <laughs> you know, it's really nice, and I was like, "Yeah, there's few of us," you know. But he was, but he it wasn't in a bad way. No, he was yeah, like, he meant he, well. it was awkward, but he meant to be welcoming, right? Because you know what, a lot of people forget when we live here in Southern California is a lot of America is very uniform. You know, you go to the Midwest, a lot of places they're just white bread, like they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Asian people yeah. or brown people or where they see black people, but other than that, they don't know and and they don't mean they're not bad. It's just like this is new. Yeah. This is something you know. So, no, they were cool. I never felt, I never felt intimidated or uncomfortable. It was more we were just laughing and we were giving the people from Indian. The white hell. people are real silly sometimes. Yeah, we are. We are yeah. fucking. Oh, we so watch you guys sometimes. We are ridiculous. But I got to tell you. <laughs> Sometimes the, we're the, the worst. Brothers. We watch, we watch so you guys. The second time. You guys the, use the buddy system, right? Yeah, you and your yeah. friend just stay together. So the second time I went to Sturgis, I'm invited by BMW. And this is when they first came out with the six-cylinder bagger. And they had me. Um, that doesn't seem like it, a guy it named, works with a Sturgis vibe, but okay. It was me, a guy named Carlos, who's one of their test riders front of their, um, for their demos, mm-hmm. and a guy named Kevin, a brother who was a uh, BMW sales guy in Orange County. They fly us to Kansas City. They have what's called Black Bike Week. It's called National Bike Week. It's Black Bike Week. <laughs> I've been to the one in Florida. Same thing. These brothers, I joke and I said, so you brothers bought all the road glides, right? There's none left. And and you you seem these are badass bikes. These these bikes are chrome painted stereos wheels. I mean, is this where they have the fucking forty wheel inch front wheel? Yes, yes. That shit is insane. Oh, uh, just I actually kind of like it. I'm it's kind incredible. Of in, I'm kind it, it's of into beautiful. Where they have the giant yeah, like a penny yeah. farthing. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's good. beautiful <laughs> bikes, right? And and so that so. BMW said, we want you to take the bagger over there. We want to see what they think of it. Mm-hmm. So we ride in, and they're kind of looking at us like, the hell are these things, right? And it was so funny. To them, they were sport bikes. They were like, yeah, I could see this. So this, But one guy, he said the most beautiful thing. He said, you know what the problem with this bike is? He said, you can't see technology. Like, this bike had a six-cylinder engine. It had reverse. It had electronic suspension, this and that. They don't They don't care. We told BMW, listen, you want to sell these things? You better put some wheels on it. You better put a stereo on it. You know, bring it out. You bring it out here to these brothers, these brothers. And they were worried about the price, and it was like 20 grand to them, that's a set of wheels. Oh, that bike? The yeah. 101 1600 bagger? Yeah, that was when it Dude, first came Dude, those guys out. weren't into this no, fucking No, see, that thing? one, that's a special Roland Sands oh, built. Oh, okay, that of one. course that's, that's a, a Roland Sands bike. Oh, this one. But if one. you go to, like, the, the regular, regular one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like, that's the regular oh, one. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, that looks very... Roland, so, I would take the Roland very, Sands um, one. That thing is pretty fucking cool. So we went there, right? So we're we're hanging out Friday <laughs> night, and some of them are interested. They're like, this would be a good second bike and this and that, you know. Saturday, we go back to the, the, it was at a fairground. No one's there. 
you know why? They it, all went to Sturgis? No, it oh. rained. Oh. They can't get mud on their bikes. They all packed up and left. They were like, we ain't, you know. We, and it, it was real. And the BMW people were like, what? And they're like, yeah, they, no, they. The BMW people have a full, like, Right, BMW people like, yeah. rain? What is this? So what? They yeah. were like, you don't understand. You don't understand these bikes. You don't understand this culture. So then we rode the bikes from there funny. in Kansas City to Sturgis. And when we got to Sturgis, like that black one on the right, it just looked like another black motorcycle. Like they didn't even really notice yeah. until you started, and then it didn't have the sound. They're mm. like, "Oh, what's that?" So BMW learned. They put the trunk on them, and I have the one with the trunk. It's called the Grand America, and it's it's a much better looking. And now the new ones, they finally have where you can get an upgraded stereo, <laughs> and it's like they finally caught 40 on. Forty inch what? front. I was that the one at the bottom there with the trunk on top, the yeah. top box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's like cushy as fuck. Yeah, and you know what's great about the, a bike like that? And again, this is when you grow up and you take a woman for the a passenger's ride. Real Once she's ridden on that, she's like, "Yeah, we ain't wasting time with your little like that Kawasaki I bought today." Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you know, when, when I see a girl on the back of a sport bike, I'm like, "She loves you, dude." Yeah. Because there's nothing fun about where she's sitting. Dude, I, the, the <laughs> shit that I see in Venice, dude, it's like, you know, the back of a Gixxer and a, a helmet and a bikini top right. and Daisy Dukes. And I'm like, good luck having a functional brain and no skin. Yeah. Like, it, it's, you know, but again, you're in your 20s, right? Yeah. So you're stupid. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, I had a friend who had um, his daughter really bad accident like that and she ended up. Uh, losing her legs just it's horrible and sad wear your gear people it's a moment it happens you know that's a sad thing it's one moment and it happens and it's it's an accident but um but again at that age that's what you do you know Mm -hmm. when people ask me about motorcycles i always say you got to live through your 20s because in your 20s you're dumb and you're indestructible yeah but that's true of anything right that's true of any of these extreme sports or whatever you don't have the money for the proper gear. You can't afford A Star's leathers when you're 22. Right. Yeah. You can afford the adrenaline from the right. bike, but <laughs> yeah. all the other stuff, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get that later. Yeah. yeah. You know, like people buy cheap helmets. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that yeah. why you? That's why you want to save a couple of hundred bucks. I know. <laughs> you know, you might want to. So if I go to Sturgis, what do I, what's what should my plan be if I go to Sturgis? Just don't show have up a in plan. the town. Show and, up. There, you know, Mount Rushmore isn't far. There's beautiful riding around I hear the there. Roads like if are you amazing. leave, yeah, yeah, if you leave, but no, it's a show. It's it. You're going to the the biggest bike show in America, and you're going to see, you know, ten thousand rugged individualists dressed exactly the same, <laughs> all riding black Harley street glides. All I was like, if you have a black Harley, how do you know where you park? How do you know where? You, but but. But they're cool people. They're having fun. You know, people get on them like, oh, man, you're just posing this and that. So what if that's what you do? If you're a dentist, but for this week you get to be a biker. Wild hogs, baby. Have fun. Who cares? You know, because, again, yeah, it's point. That, that little percent where they really are badass bikers and, they're, you know, selling meth and they, they're going to get into a fight because your vests don't match, you know, that – you you don't belong over there. You yeah. know, there's, it's even a thing, some code in the – 
vests. I think if it if it has a place on it, that's a real thing. Then you have to be careful. Like like there's some vests that they know. And it you're, says like Rough Riders, right. Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Like there's a thing, and and I don't know the culture, but you might want to know the culture before you get a vest. But <laughs> but there's one where it's like they know you're just a poser, you're having fun, this or that. Then there's another one where like okay, this shit is real, and you're not allowed to yeah. be right. here. Which way know? is the Tibetan sign, and which way is the swastika? Right. Yeah. 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 And then yeah, when yeah. you get into you know when you start seeing swastikas and SS's yeah, that that in any world that's a, a clue to turn left although I did have a friend uh, Diamond Dave who was a tattoo artist uh, ex Green Beret super nice guy but could take you out in a moment and what a lot of them didn't know when they walked into the shop yet yeah, it's Diamond Dave Rothberg he's Jewish <laughs> so you might not want to ask for your swastika Don't tattoo or you Iron might cross. leave through the window <laughs> yeah. yeah he was what a great guy a super great guy really cool but he was like, yeah, I don't play that shit. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. That's but, cool. But no, but Sturgis. We, it's, I really, I kind of want to do it. It's an experience, man. You should go. It's, you know, that because like I said, when that guy told me once in your life you have to see it, he's absolutely right. It, it's kind of like indie. Yeah. I don't know if you've been to indie mm-hmm. or whatever, but, but things that you can't describe that experience. Yeah. You know, you can't describe... Being at a Formula One race versus being versus watching it on TV, it's yeah. just a when an F1 car comes past you, driven in anger, that is something. You oh, gotta, dude, I went to the Monaco Grand Prix, which is if you're gonna go yeah, to one, yeah, fucking that's there. the one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've told the story before, but I stayed at the Fairmont Hotel, which is the, right. the tunnel goes right. under the Fairmont Hotel. And when we checked in, the checking is on the second floor, and they go, "Here's your room key. You're gonna go to the elevator and go down." Mm-hmm. And I go down and they go yes there's one floor below us and it didn't occur to me that the floor of my hotel room was the ceiling of the the tunnel tunnel. (laughs) so it's 701 every morning after partying all night practice (laughs) fucking practice Mm -hmm. i was i was rude awakened but that was the experience to have for sure yeah uh we got questions Mm mm-hmm Let's get to them, but last before, right. uh, last before we do, I what do you think of the uh, Polaris slingshot culture? Fantastic. You're into it? Yeah. Again, I wouldn't do it. I drove one. Actually, when they first came out, I got to drive one. I wasn't even supposed to, but um, I knew the Polaris, I knew the Indian Polaris rep, and she's like, yeah, you could take it. Then I went out and ripped on it, came back, she said, um... I wasn't supposed to let you drive. <laughs> it's a good thing it came they, back in they, one piece. They're fun. They handle great. You're right off the ground. But w- the culture, the customers, crazy. insane. But I love stuff like that. I'm like, listen, I wouldn't do it, but if you're going to spend 50 grand for wheels and a stereo, and I was just LED, in Atlanta. LED lights. I was just in Atlanta, and they had a, a bunch of them came by. I think the reason the I asked is I night. saw them on your Instagram. Yeah. There's yeah. equal equal craziness in Venice. There's 20 or 30 of these guys that, that rolled up. Yeah. Was oh, that you? That's me. <laughs> Grom? That's the M1G. No, that was the Honda. That was even smaller than the Grom. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. tiny. <laughs> but, no, I love stuff like that. Look, like I say, I wouldn't do it. But who am I to judge? I've seen. There you go. 
I've seen enough crazy. Is that you? No. <laughs> these guys, these kids race these little, they're like. Uh, it's like a mini trail or something, They're right? miniature road race bikes. I forget what they call them. Pocket bikes. Pocket bikes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing more so fun than yeah. watching kids race pocket bikes. Yeah, oh, with the Predator head. Yeah. yeah, that guy's got a full Predator head Because on. what's funny is the bikes are so small when they fall. They just roll a couple of times, <laughs> then they jump right back on the bike and go. Like they don't know yet. They're not really they're, falling down. They're yeah. just falling. Yeah, side, they don't even know ways. yet that it's supposed to hurt. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the um, the slingshot culture. Again, if you're gonna put that much money and build something that cool, have fun, man. It seems mm. like they're enjoying themselves. They are. But it's, it is some of the some of their uh, modification strategy is very aggressive. Yes, with the lights and oh, the, look uh, at me stuff. Look yeah, at it, yeah. it's a thousand percent. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Yeah. I have four fifty credit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, questions, of course, go through our Patreon, patreoncom slash tire podcast. Get the show live. Get it before anybody else. Ask questions of our guests and get an extra show every month. Jake says, uh, Alonzo, over the past two years, it seems like you've been able to go on a bunch of international press releases for certain bikes. Any experience really stick out above the rest? Yeah, Triumph took me on the adventure bike ride this year, and I got to go off-road. I'm not an off-road guy, so they took us to an adventure class, uh-huh. and we rode in the dirt. So was that cool? was real. Yeah, it was fun. Are you, it was do different. you want to do more of that now? No, it's not my thing. <laughs> Did you but drop I get a bike? It. Yeah, I dropped it. But, but you, in the dirt, you drop it, you just pick it up and uh-huh. keep going. And it was fun, but I'm not a dirt bike guy. But but yeah, that was, was that for the Tiger. Uh, yeah, for I, the new you Tiger, the tiger 1250. Yeah, a buddy of mine moved out of state and left that and said, if you keep that here, you can ride it whenever you want. So mm-hmm. I've been riding it, the yeah. Tiger 900. It's a nice bike. Yeah, it's a nice bike. The triple yeah. Triumphs triple engines are all side. They're great. Yeah, it kind of splits a, the difference. Torque of a twin, power of a four. Yeah, great. it's a nice, really, and and an adaptive suspension like mm-hmm. we talked about before. Uh, Prashan says, uh, Alonzo, do you know who Yamamika Saunders Yamanika is? Saunders Who's is that? brilliant, talented, funny. He is absolutely right. She destroys. She's a comic in New York, but she she's going to be on Amy Schumer's new series that I think is coming out on Prime or Netflix or something like that, and you're going to be hearing that name more and more. Um, Yamanika is brilliantly funny. What yeah. uh, nationality is that name? I mean, Saunders is I don't know what Jewish. The, she's black, but oh. I don't know where the Yamanika comes from, if huh. it comes from a... You know, I don't know if she oh, has... Okay. Uh, ethnicity in her family that that comes from or if it's just her name. Look out for her. Uh, Brad says, uh, Alonzo, thoughts on the new Honda Navi? Does the CVT make it too scooter-like to take seriously? Cool looks and good size for new riders. Have you seen this bike? Yeah, and and that's exactly what it's for. It's for a new rider. It's unintimidating. It's a kid going to college or high school or something. You can't get on the highway with it. But you get, listen, gas. It, it looks Grom-ish, yeah, but it, it has a scooter powertrain, basically. Right. But gas got damn near $7 a gallon, and I bet everybody on a Navi getting 80 miles a gallon was laughing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's a fun, like a third it's a of the fun price of a in-town bike. It doesn't have, you know, it's a, the CVT, the automatic transmission, so it's not as much fun as a Grom. But, but it's um, a third of the price. Yeah, it's great. And, and I mean, a new motorcycle for under two grand. Yeah. That you know, if it was me and I wanted something urban, I would get a used Vespa for twenty five hundred. Yeah, a used Vespa is twenty five hundred bucks forever. But this is you know, it's lighter. It's more. It's is more it a, motorcycle. It's a one twenty five, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's more motorcycle. It feels more like a motorcycle. 
So yeah, I I think it's fun. I think the little bikes are fun. Even the ruckus, and you talk about something with no power. <laughs> And and you t- another thing where the culture where they spend a fortune oh, slamming dude, them, stretching them, wheels, this oh, yeah. and that. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like the Grom. It's like, man, if I really hot rod this thing, I can get 15 horsepower. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's only cost me $3,000, and I can get this thing well over 14 horsepower. That might be some of the worst uh, uh, horsepower returns for your dollar exactly. out there. But, yeah. but who cares? Yeah. I think they are cool. I'd like to have a go on one. Mm-hmm. Uh, William F. Kraft just watched your special and uh, really uh, was into it. How far are we from hearing a new hour? My man just dropped a whole hour. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's continual. I'm always writing new stuff. So by next year, it'll be it'll be a new one. Get um, it on YouTube. Uh, Alonzo Bowden, stupid. Don't get tired. Mm-hmm. That is such a good title. It is I, a, I read it. I started laughing. It's so true. It's <laughs> so fucking true. So true. You know. Have you read uh, what I call the stupid book? No. Oh fuck! I'm blank on the full title. It's um, it's like the four things of stupid people. Yeah, it's like the four. Uh, can you? I'm. I'm. It's like it's a book that's like a hundred pages, mm. maybe not even. But it's what Zach will find it real quick. The five laws of stupidity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But who's the author's name? The no, it's called the basic laws of human stupidity. Mm. Yes, and it is it is worth your time. Well, you know who famously said it, Einstein. The difference between genius and stupidity: genius has limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the book, Basic yeah. Laws of Human Stupidity. I strongly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Chris Navio says, Alonzo, what are some lesser known motorcycle companies or shops that you whose work you love? Um, Urals are fun. Um, oh, yeah. That's the sidecar thing. That's two-wheel little, drive sidecar Two-wheel thing, drive yeah. sidecar. It makes no sense, but they're fun to ride. Um, I had a Modus, which the American attempt at a sport touring bike. It was a V4. M-O-D-U-S? M-O-T-U-S. Oh. The engine the was is. phenomenal. The bike wasn't great. But the engine was amazing. They ended up selling engines to people to put in other things. People mm-hmm. were putting them in boats and side by sides. That was kind of a fun, unique. Thing. You're trying to. Well, you talk about losing some money. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of money in the used motus market. Yeah, but if cool they'd made bike the, if that was the owner's bike, and if they had made that one the <clears throat> naked version, it would yeah. have been even better than the sport touring version. But the main ones they sold were like that. Yeah, yeah. with the fairing. You ever ride an arch? No, I haven't. I've been. I was invited to. My friend worked for him, but it was like I never worked out where I was home mm. to get to ride them. They I think they're cool. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, a lot of money. I saw. Um, I saw one in Malibu the other day, and and it turns out it was actually Keanu on the fucking bike. Yeah, they're well, they're bespoke also. Yeah, like each one they measure you and they make it, which yeah. is nice. The pegs and everything to fit you. Keanu, I've met him. I have friends who ride with him. Super nice guy. Mellow. Very mellow, very low key. Like you if you had no idea who he was and someone said, Oh yeah, that's one of the biggest movie stars in the world, you'd be like, No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah, he was mellow. It was cool. Yeah. Uh Andrew Nelson says, uh, let's see, hope this isn't too long. Yeah, Last it is year. right it, there. This is a fucking paragraph. That. Uh long story short, okay, went to the Velocity Invitational Laguna Seca. I got to see a whole bunch of crazy shit. 
and even paid $50 extra for open wine bar. That's money well spent. Uh, we want to go this year. Entry cost for the race only went up by $5, but the sip and saver entry was increased by $200. Was last year silly cheap, and this is more normal for an event of this type? Are they being greedy as fuck? $50 for open bar all day sounds pretty cheap at an event at Laguna Seca. Well, that's what he, that was last year. Last year was the first one. And now it's two. They hook you. Yeah. They hook you, and they know you're coming. So who is this? Andrew, let me tell you about MotoGP at <laughs> Laguna Seca. Yeah. So in 05, MotoGP came back to Laguna Seca after having been gone for, I don't know, 10, 15 years or whatever. And it was cheap. It was, you know, 200 bucks for a hotel, whatever it was. 50,000 people showed up. Monterey was like, what in the hell? <laughs> Who are these people? Why are all these bikes here? Blah. They, they weren't crazy about it, but mm. we were there. The following year, it was 400 bucks for a Motel 6. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was <laughs> so, Andrew, yeah, the first one is cheap. Then they find out how many people are coming. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is Monterey. Let's get some money. Yeah. So that's just the nature of the biz, buddy. It's, yeah, there's a lot of reasons that could be uh, for that. Save save the cover one and then. Okay. Uh, Andy says, uh, laughing at Alonzo's perspective, on bring a trailer trolls from a different podcast a few years back. Yeah. Bring a trailer trolls, dude. We did that. Um, that was on Adam's show. Because yeah. at the time I was selling a 911 on bring a trailer. And, of course, you know. The bolts holding your windshield wiper on are completely incorrect. They're supposed to be. You know, yeah. that that's the bring it. And that, and that guy, like, we, that guy's driving a 94 Camry. No insult to the 94 Camry drivers, but the experts on the most expensive vehicles, yeah. they ain't buying one. They Dude, don't know. And they, they, we just <laughs> sold a car for a client here on Bring a Trailer. And the guy came, one guy came down to view it in person, asked me to arrange for an inspector for him, which I did. And I arranged, I got Donnie, who's a fuck. You put Donnie in a car, he's going to find shit. So mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I have no skin in the game, yeah. client's car, it is whatever it is. So Donnie found some shit. Okay, here's what it is deliver the report. The guy goes back to the comments and is like, this car is misrepresented. Yeah by the seller, mm. and I wrote the most polite response I could come up with, representing mm. my business, and, I'm, and he finished up his, his, uh, his whole thing about being misrepresented with, I'll still be bidding, but I'll adjust my expectations accordingly. Yeah. And he then proceeded to bid up to more than the most ever paid for this type of model <laughs> car, and he lost the auction by like a thousand bucks, but his mm. bid, even losing, still went over yeah. the most money ever paid for one of these. Mm-hmm. It was a Ferrari 612 in a weird-ass color, but yeah, it, he they, just tried to beat it. He tried to scare everybody else yeah, away, the, I think. The bring and trailer trolls, they're, they're comical, because they always find, but it's always some weird yeah. thing, like, is that is that dirt on the chassis? <laughs> That's that's got to be six thousand dollars off, right? That dirt's not from North America. Yeah, but yeah, this car's exactly. For sale in exactly. Vermont. Well, another commenter wanted me to measure the distance between the floor and the wheel arch, of course, in the front and the back, because he thought it was slightly different Absolutely. left to right. Absolutely, I did that shit, yeah. but I felt stupid as hell doing yeah. it. Yeah, it was crazy, and you know. But they're they're yeah, so they're definitely yeah. funny. Um, Alonzo, do you uh, real quick? Do you follow MotoGP? Do you watch it? And have you watched the was it Amazon Prime show? 
Uh, it's not the Amazon Prime show isn't as good as the F1 show. Yeah, because I agree. it was more European and you di- didn't know as much. I follow MotoGP not as close as I used to. Um, it was a lot more fun. Obviously, the Rossi era was fantastic. The Marquez era was pretty good, but now I'm not on top of it the way I should be. And I've also lost. Last year killed me in F1 killed me in F1. When one guy can change the rules and give the championship to somebody, I'm like, why am I watching the whole season? Yeah. When It, it just ruined. I mean, I love Lewis and, and Lewis should have won. It would have been great, greatest of all time. But it, also just the idea that one guy had that kind of power and he was wrong. And yeah. every, everybody was like, yeah, he and was wrong. he doesn't wrong. work there anymore. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, he was wrong, but we're not changing it. It's like, no, you, you have like, you have to change it. Yeah. Like, you know, so that, it really, it really just tainted F1. Like, I, it's not the same to me. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I said it's it's like like them giving four strikes to a batter in the World Series because they want, you know, they want the Yankees to win. So, yeah, you can have four strikes. We're going to give you five outs this inning. Like, no, you can't. It, it Sometimes it doesn't go the way you want to go. Nobody wants to see it end on a safety car, but that's part but of that's the rules, the and that's yeah, what yeah. happens. And and even within that, there's a strategy in that, because maybe if that's not the case, maybe they do change tires or something, but they're mm-hmm. like, oh, we got this. Like mm-hmm. they, You're thinking, yeah, we won. We won. And then you're like, nope, you didn't win. So... But, I yeah. haven't watched a single race this year, but I will watch Drive to Survive because yeah. it's done well. MotoGP is, you know, when they talk about aliens, like I don't know if you're familiar with that term. That's what There were four guys. It was Casey Stoner, um, Rossi, uh, Lorenzo, and Danny Pedrosa. And they were trading the wins. Mostly it was Stoner and Rossi, but they called them the aliens because they were so much better than anyone on the grid that almost no one else stood a chance. But the slowest guy in MotoGP is so much faster than the fastest guy in World Superbike. It really is amazing to watch these guys ride. And if you really want to have some fun... Go do a lap at Laguna Seca and then compare your time to theirs <laughs> yeah. and say, you know, next time I'm going to turn the throttle. Like they are, it's so, they're, they're so good. Yeah. You know, that it's it's always funny when people talk shit about pros. Yeah. You know, it, no, there's it's, it's, a, it's a completely different. Are you kidding? Level. Are you, you're, I get mad when people put any of themselves behind a sports team. I'm like, you right. don't play for the fucking team. Right. Like, just because you live in this city, like, yeah. When and, they say we, yeah. you know, I yeah, love yeah. like We really, I didn't see you out there. Yeah. I didn't, you know, like like Barkley said it. Barkley said, listen, the worst player in the NBA is the best basketball player you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, definitely. Uh, you got dates? You got gigs? I got dates. Um, this weekend, I'm I'm home. Tonight, I'm at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood and Long Beach. Tomorrow, I'm at Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa and the new stand-up club oh, in Comedy Del Magic Flower. back open? Didn't they, they close for yeah, a Yeah, they were closed. They, they He was trying to sell during the pandemic, but then they just reopened oh, nice. uh, I like in that July. Place. That's a great, awesome. great spot. Awesome club. Um, coming up, I'm going to be in at Helium in oh, Buffalo. Zach helped you out here. Yeah, I'll be at Helium in Buffalo at the end of the month. I'm going to be... Three East Comedy Club in um, Colorado Springs is awesome. And then we're doing the Wait, Wait Comedy Tour. That's the Michigan, Kalamazoo, and uh, so on. And that is the, there are so many comic panelists on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. They decided to do live shows. That's so awesome. So we're, we're uncensored and unlimited by 
radio. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And then please watch the special, Stupid Don't Get Tired. It's free. On YouTube. It's on YouTube, and people are loving it. In and, Colorado, uh, when you're in Colorado Springs, go up Pikes Peak if you haven't been up it. I, I'm going to this time because I didn't last time. It's and cool as fuck. It's crazy. If if you can, go to Iconic and, and just tell them they killed me on my ground. <laughs> yeah. Tell them don't go, go bid on something and then don't pay. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. Don't do that. Don't go, do that. Tell, I invested no. in the company. Tell them to finish my I'm CX. I'm going to give Abby hell. <laughs> it's a dangerous place to hang out. No, Spend man. You don't, friends. you don't buy my bike and say it's for your kid and then put it up for auction and make two grand. What the hell kind of deal is that? <laughs> Thanks for bitches. coming in, man. I appreciate it. It's great. It's good, good a long to time. See you. Good to see you. Thank you Congrats for coming Congrats on down. the new place. Thank you. Josh. Ride safe. You keep looking looking good man you really same age you shouldn't tell people that you you should you should tell people that i don't tell people that you shouldn't no. tell yeah. people that. that's our show we are back uh next week with who the fuck even knows it's friday so let's take a day off yes yeah. see y'all later bye